Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. You have to go to all audience at that point. I'm not trying to produce and do your job or nothing, but. <laughs> you give me this look. All right, fine. I'll just move on. Nothing to see here. How about this? Touching me. Oh, all right, all right. Let's let's, let's do no do, do just one. let you do Put your the music show. Up. Put the music up. Sweet and now pull that one. So just audience. There you go. <laughs> I was out yesterday, so I'm a little goofy. I'm so cell. sorry. I know. All right. So I was watching NBC this morning, and uh, I know all you Red Sox fans are like, I don't know, dubiously happy, um, which is fine. Which is fine. It's a it's a fantastic tradition. It's a wonderful ballpark uh, for a team for a team that I wish didn't exist. Seven. What? Look, that's just truth. Seven twelve here on News Radio ninety two three. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. That tells you everything you need to know about that story. Uh, NBC doing an interesting report this morning, and. The kind of report that you wouldn't expect, okay? Just, you know, if you're a Trump supporter um, or you've viewed the coverage on January 6th and all that, this is not a report you were anticipating, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. The images of the attack on the Capitol stunned America and the world. In an exclusive interview, the chief investigator of the January 6th committee says the government could have prevented it. Had law enforcement agencies acted on the available intelligence, do you believe the attack on the Capitol could have been successfully repelled? I think it would have been a lot different had law enforcement taken a more assertive, protective posture. The intel in advance was pretty specific, and it was enough, in our view, for law enforcement to have done a better job operationalizing a secure perimeter. In other words, it could have been prevented by law enforcement. That's the headline that NBC is running with. This is Tim Haffey. He's the guy who did all the interviews. He's a federal prosecutor and the investigator, and he says... Law enforcement had a, a very direct role in contributing to really the failures, the security failures that led to the violence. People familiar with the committee's work tell NBC News members downplayed that finding because they wanted to keep the focus on former President Trump. Committee members dispute that. Haffey would not discuss internal deliberations. Was this an intelligence failure? It was not an intelligence failure. We just had protests. circle breach the line. We need backup. Hafey says the committee found the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and other agencies did not act on the intelligence they had. All right, so to me, two key takeaways here. The first key takeaway is that there was widespread failure by law enforcement agencies to do their job properly with intelligence that was available that could have actually prevented what happened from happening. Okay, that's one key takeaway. Second key takeaway is that there's at least an allegation, and I think based on what the committee did produce, that's borne out in the lack of emphasis on this, and that the committee did want to focus specifically on Trump and gave a biased and incomplete vision of what happened on that day and leading up to that day. 
I don't think that's any particular surprise. I think it's very easy to have a kind of a jaded, well, duh, of course, you know, when they have the trophy rhinos on the on the committee anyway because Republicans didn't want to participate for very good reasons. Of course, they're going to produce a biased report. Uh, and I, I think don't give into the jaded part, but just to me, this is a good reminder that when you're presenting on something that's already controversial, the best thing you can ever do is mention what is inconvenient and uncomfortable for you to admit to your side. Put it out there. Put it up front. That's the only way you're ever going to create credibility with the people who disagree with you. And it's the best way for producing credibility if you want to persuade people is admit the stuff the other side is going to say. You know, try to anticipate their arguments, understand their arguments, see their point of view, see the evidence that, you know, works against you or that some don't don't allow space for the gotcha. Oh, they didn't say this. And so the committee, I mean, obviously botched all of that. But, okay, but, and this is also important to say, even if law enforcement failed in numerous ways, that doesn't mean that the underlying actions were okay. And even if law enforcement fails to properly respond to a problem, that doesn't mean that the criminals didn't do a crime. (laughs) You know, like, you don't read this as, well, if the cops had done a better job— yeah, but it's not the responsibility of the police. I mean, it, I mean, it is the responsibility, but, you know, the crime is because of the criminals. And if the police don't properly prepare for, respond to, or handle that incident, that is a failure of policing, but that doesn't excuse the behavior of the criminals, right? So don't make that mistake. And there was one other thing here that I want to mention because this is an important part is... Hafey told us he agrees with the committee's conclusion about Mr. Trump's role in sparking the riot, but he hopes the focus on the former president doesn't ease the pressure on federal agencies to fix what went wrong. In case you were hoping that he would somehow exonerate former President Trump in all of this, well, he doesn't, okay? So I just... that It would be an incomplete report if I didn't play that part too, right? So... You know, NBC doing that uh, a very unexpected reporting this morning. So kudos to them for it. Seven sixteen News Radio ninety two three Candy's got traffic for you. Um, showing an accident. It looks like it's in front of West Florida Hospital on Davis Highway, but not showing a roadblock. I am showing a roadblock though on the I ten bridge uh, in the Bayway in Mobile. If you're heading towards Mobile, this is westbound and it's got things backed up. I would say for half the bridge. So maybe just expect that if you happen to be uh, driving that way. Certainly if you see an accident or you have a traffic tip, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, if you're getting ready to buy that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. Of course, I talk about them all the time. Dave Ramsey talks about them all the time. And, uh, you know, one of the things about them is they're not just a great place to buy good quality used cars, but they're a great place to sell good quality used cars, right? If they're selling 150, 200 cars a month, that means that they somewhere or other have to buy 150 to 200 good quality cars a month. Now, they buy them off of lease programs. They buy them off of auctions. Our, our vehicle was an auction in Orlando, uh, you know, I happen to know, and because um, we did our research on the car. That's what you do. And, um, you know, but they can also buy them from you. Okay, so if you've got a car to sell and you're thinking about it and you're like, how do I do that? Well, you know, of course, you can put an ad on, you know, say Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever you do. And then, you know, you can field the phone calls and the messages and figure out which one of them are serious and which one of them are scams. And then you can go meet them in some parking lot somewhere and then you can let them drive your car and, you know, hope they bring it back. I mean, like there's right. It's not the most fun process ever. But if you like that sort of thing, great. Good for you. Do it. Okay, or go to Frontier. And find out what they'd offer you in 15 minutes because it's that easy. Uh, and maybe you want to get a little bit better price than they're offering and you want a consignment sell it instead of just straight sell it. Fine. They can do that too. No extra fees. Just, you know, might take a little longer because the price is higher, but they're available. So 
for buying or selling good quality used vehicles. Frontier Motors serving Pensacola for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Do you have a high school reunion or a big event coming up? ProHealth is here to help. Their new medical weight loss program can offer an array of prescription medications, including the shot, as well as unlimited nutritionist consultations, pharmaceutical-grade supplements, and detailed lab work. With locations in Pensacola and Gulf Breeze, ProHealth is ready to help you look and feel great about your gatherings. ProHealth was the Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Business of the Year for 2021. Visit ProHealth at ProHealthFL.com. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support, datarevs.com. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. You want blindfolds? This is the Geneva Convention. I never heard of it. Hands. Touching hands. Oh, this is my bad. Come on. I, all right, all right, all right. Fine, fine. We'll switch. We'll switch. I can adapt. Wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> 722 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I know. I know. Oh, hey, what did you think of the green comet that uh, only comes every 50,000 years when you looked up in it. the sky uh, overnight last night? I didn't see it. it was- yeah, there's... 100% cloud cover in Pensacola. Um, <laughs> we are. didn't get to see it. I saw pictures on Reddit. I had uh, I had somebody uh, uh, put a message on my Facebook post about this. He's like, um, you know, I, I did see it when it was a clear night. It was nothing. It was small. It was not very bright. And I'm like, yeah, but I wanted to be disappointed for myself. You know, <laughs> like I wanted to look up and be like, 
Oh man, you know, and I thought that last night. I thought I'm probably it's probably going to be disappointing. I'm probably not even going to be able to see it very well, old eyes and whatnot. And uh, but you know, and I go out and I'm like, well, you can't see a thing. <laughs> it's pea soup in Pensacola again. Uh, of course, fine. You know, once every fifty thousand years, and then well, I we just wait another fifty thousand years. It'll be fine. No big deal. Whatever. Well, it's Pensacola. I mean, it'll probably crash into us soon. We've had <laughs> everything go wrong except volcanic lava and meteorite crash. Godzilla and actually, attacked us in the and movie. And if you count the Funiac right. Springs, yeah, yeah right. right. Anything yeah. could happen. That's right. Uh, Seven twenty-three. <laughs> David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Federal Reserve expected to raise interest rates by a quarter percent. Today would be the smallest increase since the central bank started hiking interest rates last March to fight inflation. More Americans reportedly living paycheck to paycheck. Recent report from Lending Club showed 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck as of December. That's up from uh, 61% one year ago. And uh, Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton apparently heading to the Denver Broncos. ESPN reporting that uh, Denver's agreed to acquire Payton in a trade with the Saints. The Broncos sending the Saints a uh, 2023 first round draft pick and a 2024 second round draft pick. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Wow. All right, can I can I be math nerd here for just one second? Can I do just this? one second? It, oh, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I'm always math nerd, but can yeah, I, I be it on the say. air for just a second? Aww. So as hey. David mentioned, the uh, the Fed is um, going to increase interest rates by a lower margin, right? That's what he said. It's going to oh, they're going to increase by a quarter point instead of by a half point. Um if you want to talk about this in terms of like driving a car, okay? Um that's not a braking, that's not a deceleration, that is a reduction in acceleration. Okay? It's you're you're driving at 60 and you put your foot on the gas and you're going faster and faster and faster and then you reduce the gas but you're still going faster and faster but you're doing it a little bit less aggressively that's this that is not a deceleration that is not a braking that is a reduction in acceleration okay it was a terrible choice i'm sorry radio just doesn't work for certain things 725 on news radio 923 yeah every once in a while you make a bad decision it does happen 437 1624 people understood it i know but no i'm I don't know. You think something's going to be meaningful, and then you don't feel like it worked out that way. Oh, and then on top of that, I got my Red Sox fans texted me, go Sox. Whatever. Yeah, I love you anyway. It's okay. Go Sox. We can be friends. All right. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Is that Fenway? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I like everybody. Uh, traffic on you the fives. big green monster. I'm go sorry. on. <laughs> right thingy um traffic on the fives are watching a bad accident it's in mobile that the uh, i-10 bridge this is westbound on the bayway and it is a standstill half of the bridge is a parking lot uh, right now uh, if you have traffic tips you can text 437-1620 it's news radio 92.3 informative local dependable okay the closest thing to good news that we can give you on that i-10 backup is i just did the like for the um, Google tra- traffic, you know, when you zoom out and zoom in, it'll kind of mm-hmm. reset, you know, and it went like the front two thirds of the jam mm-hmm. switched from red to orange. So the front's cleared out. And so if you're stuck in the back end of it, hey, that's true. It's, it's clearing up. It's going it's going there. And so if you're headed that way, and not there yet, it'll probably be gone by the time you're there. It won't be as bad by the time hey, you're that's there. That's true. So, so watch our emergency crews on scene. Also, this is my time to shine, not yours. You already have your whole show. All right, fine. Fair enough. You bet. Uh, so it's a reduction in acceleration. If you, <laughs> no, that, I, that makes sense. Everybody gets right, that. I'm just gonna move on. Uh, all right. Payback. <laughs> the pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states 
and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it heart you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? Uh, a second round today, a second round of bills filed in Tallahassee that you get to identify whether they're a Republican or Democrat. Uh, Candy's so angry at me right now. <laughs> I'm so angry. I wasn't really mad about traffic. I was I joking, know, but I, I know. Uh, H- <laughs> HB 363, regulation of single-use plastic products. This would, um, to a very small degree, uh, this would de-preempt the ability of local municipalities to regulate on a trial basis pilot programs in order to reduce single-use plastics going into the waterways and all that kind of stuff. So if you're under 500,000 population, you can put in a trial program to reduce, you know, for example, plastic bags and forks and straws and things like that. You can't tax or fine them, but you are allowed a very limited effort to try to reduce them, uh, which you currently aren't allowed to do. Would that be a Republican or Democrat? Democrat. Republican, interestingly. Uh, um, Jim Mooney is the one who put this forward. So it's a very interesting um, they you have to the they have to take effect after July of next year, 2024, and then expire by June of 2026. And again, you can't tax them. I'm not sure what he has in mind you would try, but it would let something happen. Um, HB 323, fees for movable or tiny homes. So it would basically create a fee structure for uh, having a tiny home like mobile homes. It'd be, you know, in the $20, $30, $40 vicinity a year that you'd have to uh, have a basically a registration for tiny homes. Who wants to register tiny homes, Republicans or Democrats? Republicans. It is. Cindy Stevenson is the one. And also that you'd have a code of construction, HB 321, movable tiny homes. So there's a code of construction. Construction, quality, rules about electrical wiring, you know, how it's built. Well, that, that makes sense. And, it's a safety issue. And taxation based on, you know, the, the value. It's, again, very similar to mobile home regulations. It requires a license to manufacture them like we do for mobile homes, Republican or Democrat. Uh, Democrat. Same person, Cindy Stevenson. Uh, so that's an R on both of those. Uh, machine guns. Machine guns. SB 368 says that any gun, any firearm, which can be modified by a conversion kit, a tool, or an accessory uh, in order to fire in a fully automatic mode by holding down the trigger and continually firing, is by definition a machine gun. Who wants to redefine anything that can be turned into an automatic weapon as a machine gun, a Republican or a Democrat? That. Democrat. Yeah, 100% Democrat. Rosalind Osgood, this won't even hear a committee, I'm sure of it. Uh, because that's every semi-automatic weapon. Like, there's, this is the r- most I mean, ridiculous People get bill. confused, though. I mean, and I, and I get it. That's they just going to make it worse, though, I think. Uh, term limits for district school board members reducing from 12 to 8, HB 477. Who wants to limit school board members to two terms instead of three? Republican or oh, Democrat? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Republican? It is a Republican. Alex Rizzo, this is one of the priorities of the governor. Um, and then, uh, let's see, local ordinances. I cannot believe I have to bring this one up, but this would allow for uh, $50,000 in lawyers' fees for laws that are local laws that are arbitrary or unreasonable. You have to produce a comprehensive business impact statement for proposed ordinances. Ordinances get suspended if somebody challenges them. Who wants to restrict and punish local municipalities in passing local laws, Republicans or Democrats? Uh, Democrats? It's Republicans. This is the this is the resurrected zombie ordinance from last year that got, I think that one got passed and then the governor vetoed it. This is a terrible, horrible, awful bill. I will scream about it every day until this one gets defeated, which I certainly hope that it does. This would make it almost impossible to pass local ordinances, cities and counties, but we'll talk about it more when we get a chance. D.C. Reeves comes up next. David, what do you have coming up, sir? 
some controversy regarding a recent hire at Bellevue Elementary. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. Tom Brady announces on social media he's retiring for good this time after 23 seasons as the most successful quarterback in NFL history. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. He changed his mind last year after retiring and came back for one more season as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy meets with President Biden today for the first time as Speaker to talk about federal spending and the nation's debt limit. McCarthy says spending reforms must be part of any plan to incur additional debt. I think we could find a lot of places we could have savings. Democrats point to multiple debt limit increases supported by Republicans during the Trump administration. The Speaker's office notes then-Senator Biden's opposition to debt limit hikes during Republican administrations. Fox's Jared Halpern in D.C. That meeting scheduled for 3.15 Eastern Time at the White House. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne, 64. It's mostly cloudy in Pensacola. A proposed ordinance would uh, change would open up Ferdinand Plaza for public events, such as the weekly Palafox Market. Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves says there's at least 50 vendors who want to be on at the market, but there hasn't been room for them. Filling that need that we obviously have now proven has, has demand, um, I think is really important. And then also... We talk about placemaking and, and building a sense of place. And we have a park that has remained relatively inactive for almost as long as I've been alive. Reeve says their first priority is maintaining the park, making sure it's not damaged by the events. But he says it's historically fitting to expand the Palafox market there as the location served as a Spanish market in the early 1800s. Two people are in custody for allegedly assaulting police officers in Walton County. Defuniac Springs Police say an officer approached two people in a car yesterday in a McDonald's parking lot. Police say there were, the two were seen throwing trash onto the ground, and when the officer approached, the driver pepper sprayed the officer in the face. The officer pulled his weapon and fired rounds at the driver. Both the driver and passenger fled the scene but were caught and later taken to the Walton County Jail. A former employee of the Escambia School District is speaking out about what he says is a lack of transparency and decisions. Jason Elledge most recently worked in IT at Bellevue Elementary. He resigned last week. What I witnessed behind the scenes, the district is not doing well and they're trying to hide it. Why would you not keep a member of administration that actually had their hands on the wheel and were key in driving the grade back up. And both Elledge and uh, some parents at the school have questioned the decision to make an outside hire rather than promote the current assistant principal. According to Channel 3, the assistant principal was suspended shortly after the new hire was announced. The district did not offer comment. They say it's an ongoing disciplinary investigation. The Pensacola Humane Society has denied all accusations of wrongdoing and now they're suing the former employees who made those allegations. News Radio's Joe Ford has more. According to the PNJ, the lawsuit was filed against six former department heads at the Humane Society, all of whom resigned or were fired between December 28th and January 8th. Back on December 14th, a group called We the Organization sent out a scathing press release alleging misappropriation of funds and called for the resignation of board president Gerald Adcox. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of the board, saying in part the statement that was released by those employees, quote, provided a novel's worth of false and defamatory comments. They're seeking over $30,000 in damages and a public apology and retraction. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. 
Three people have died after an apparent double murder-suicide in Osceola County. The bodies of a man, a woman, and her son were found yesterday in Kissimmee at the Floridian Sandalwood Mobile Home Park. Sheriff Marco Marcos Lopez there says it looks like a man killed his girlfriend and her child, then took his own life. Lopez didn't reveal the cause of death. And as you heard on Fox News at the uh, here just a few minutes ago, Tom Brady has announced his retirement from football. Brady finishing his uh, career with seven Super Bowl titles, leading the league with the most passing yards and passing touchdowns of all time. His last game was lost to the Cowboys during the Super Wild Card Weekend in Tampa. 735, let's get a look at your traffic on the fives. With candy. This is Rod. <laughs> It's brought to you by Avalon HR with everything going on. You need Avalon. Not showing any uh, slowdowns or delays except in Mobile. I, yeah, I say that. Um, I'll get to that in a second. It looks like the Bayway was backed up. Half of it was a parking lot. It is starting to move after an accident right in the middle of the uh, bridge heading to Mobile. Davis Highway in front of uh, West Florida Hospital showing an accident with no roadblock this morning. And then I-10 eastbound at mile marker 7. That's the Pine Forest exit showing an accident but not showing a roadblock there either. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. Warm and humid day out there again today. Temperatures warming up near 71 degrees with a 10% chance of a stray shower. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62. Rain chance will increase as we go into Thursday. 50% chance of showers, especially in the second half of the day. High on Thursday near 76 degrees. Thursday night, rain chance increases with a low near 48. We'll continue to see the showers into early Friday morning before things clear out. High on Friday dropping to 60 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning weather center and right now cloudy skies 64 in pensacola 65 in gulf breeze and 63 in milton our next news at eight breaking news anytime i'm david wayne news radio 92.3 informative local dependable I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Tesla says it's received requests from the Justice Department for documents related to its full self-driving and autopilot driver assistance systems as regulatory scrutiny intensifies. Reuters reported in October Tesla's under criminal investigation over claims the company's electric vehicles could drive themselves. Regulators are examining if autopilot's design and claims about its capabilities provide users a false sense of security, leading to complacency behind the wheel with possibly fatal results. Ameriflight, a cargo airlines that partners with shipping giants UPS, FedEx, and DHL, has announced a $134 million deal to buy 20 autonomous aircraft from Nautilus as part of its push to build the air cargo network of the future. The Dallas-based company says the new planes will aid in modernizing Ameriflight's fleet and allow the offering of a high-quality and differentiated product. On Wall Street Futures, pointing to a lower open. That's your money now. You may think when you file an insurance claim, the insurance company will do all they're supposed to do to pay out the claim. But insurance companies don't provide manuals to get fair insurance claim settlements. That's where Claimology steps in, giving you a voice when you've suffered property damage or business loss. Don't get lost when filing a claim. Contact Claimology at 850-684-4794 or online at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Claimology, noun, the art of science and application of fair insurance claim settlements. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. 
The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. What if I told you there was more than one way to listen to your favorite news talk station in Pensacola? You probably already know that you can hear News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 97.3 and on the AM dial at 1620. But did you know you can also listen to News Radio on the FM dial at 95.3? You can also stream us live online at NewsRadio923.com or by downloading our mobile app. Just look for News Radio Pensacola in your app store. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. We can say that the military isn't our job, or we can realize that it's 40% of our economy and what would we do without it? Um, so um, I'm, we're, you know, certainly we as a city are not going to sit idly by um, if there's needs or concerns that they have um, in, uh, that we can be helpful in. Uh, I've made that abundantly clear that uh, we will play an active role in anything that we can do uh, to help. Uh, support the mission uh, at NAS. Mayor D.C. Reeves yesterday during his press conference talking about a recent opportunity he had to go tour NAS Pensacola with Captain Terry Shashadi, the commanding officer of the base village is his uh, call sign that you might hear him referred to as. And uh, I'm kind of curious to find out what he found out. Mayor Reeves joins us now. Uh, D.C., welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, um, I, you know, I know sometimes you can know a thing, but then seeing it in person makes your knowledge uh, de- deeper. But you also see things you wouldn't have known. You learn about things you wouldn't have known. What did you get out of your uh, tour of NAS Pensacola and how is that going to change what you do as mayor? Yeah, it, it, you know, I think you said it exactly right. You know, you hear about things and what are our strengths, whatever, what are our opportunities? And, um, you know, I was able to get a chance to go around uh, base and really more specifically, you know, look at some of the infrastructure that we have to, to serve mission, you know, so a lot of times conversation about around the base and the military uh, is focused and understandably so on, on museum access and base access. And that wasn't really the purpose of, of this visit is to kind of get a lay of the land. Um, you know, I, I asked um, the village was gracious and, and, and his folks were gracious uh, with their time uh, to let me uh, get a firsthand look at what's going on there. And here's the reality. Uh, you, you played that clip. Uh, we have to be an active participant in what happens at the base. What we know is it's 40 percent of our economy. Um, so, you know, to say, well, that's not us, that's someone else. You know, we have to do anything that we can to, to help. And, um, you know, I've, I've got concerns uh, about about the infrastructure on base and, the you know the advocacy for our our base and what it does for us uh, as a community and so you know more specific to you know there's some there's, there's some hangars out there that that you know if another hurricane came through um, that uh, that are older uh, and, and probably couldn't stand too much of a major hurricane and then you then you play the game of what happens then if the, if those if those hangars if that infrastructure is not operable. Mission goes elsewhere, and no one promises anybody that mission comes back. That that can include your normal training. That can include the Blue Angels. That can include a lot of different things. So you know, I'm, you know, we're we're away from that. But the point is, is that's we don't we cannot sit around passively and say, you know, 
man, we hope the base is doing okay. You know, we, we've got to get out and play an active role. And I certainly, uh, they are not on our PNL. They, they, these are not our employees, but we are going to uh, take a, an active role with our other community partners to make sure the base uh, is as strong as possible. Yeah, I, I hear at least three different dimensions of what the city might care about when it comes to the base, maybe four even. Uh, you know, one is uh, uh, obviously base access, but you said that wasn't the point. We know that problem. That's a problem I know you and other leaders are working on. Um, two is the education system, which you've mentioned in the past is not directly our baby, but hey, uh, you know, you can say that the low quality education or the perception of it, whatever, uh, is a problem for the military and it's not our problem. But if we can do something, we'll do it. Let's see what we can do. Uh, third would be making Pensacola a great place so that the military members want to be here and get benefits from our culture and our activities. And, you know, it's a draw. But then that fourth one is a very interesting one. What you mentioned is advocating for infrastructure spending and improvements on the base that, you know, the Navy can't go beg for stuff, right? You know, like, you know, sometimes a political leader can say the things that uh, maybe the Navy leader, you know, the Navy folks, they can't say. Uh, so I think that's very interesting in, you know, making it more resilient and thinking about what would happen if. My question is, um, you know, they took a half a billion dollars worth of damage from Hurricane Sally. I mean, it's bad. And I know the Navy's working on fixing that, but as prices go up and budgets are constricted, did the stuff that you saw that were you were concerned about, was it fixing Sally or was it prevention against a future loss that might jeopardize mission like the hangars not being resilient enough? No, that's a great point. And, and uh, there are Sally, you know, prayers happening for Hurricane Sally. And I can speak to this because it's the same concept at the city. What you have to understand about that damage and, and the, uh, the funding to repair that damage is that's to bring things back to pre-Sally condition. Right. That's not, oh, well, you took a hurricane. Let's enhance what you had. You know, and that, that goes the same for the city. When, when the city receives FEMA dollars, when, uh, you know, when we finally get going over here at Wayside Park, for example, and fix the seawall uh, right by the graffiti bridge, we don't get to change the paint color. We don't get to, to make it taller. We don't get to add a breakwater with that funding. We return it to the day before Sally. So that's the same concept on the military bases. So, it, you know, the hangars I speak of that, that are vital to mission, uh, NAS, there's repairs happening. But those are repairs that are happening just to bring it back to Sally condition. So, you know, the reality is if they can't withstand a Cat 1 before Sally, uh, then, then where they're going to be as we sit right now is not any better than they were the day before Sally. So yeah, That's such a good um, point, yeah. You know, that, we're, we're really talking about the enhancement uh, that can help maintain and perhaps, depending on what happens, help grow mission at the base, which, of course, you know, grows our community. And that's suddenly, I mean, I know we already know this, but it sort of reminds me of it really seems like a very short-sighted policy to simply restore to status quo ante when you discovered that status quo ante wasn't adequate for the storm. Why aren't we also improving in that process instead of simply restoring to before but uh you know that's a that's a fema issue not an r issue uh, we're talking to dc reeves the mayor of pensacola dc hang on for just a second let's get canyon here with traffic on the fives uh, not showing really any slowdowns mobile highway and pine forest road showing an accident but no roadblock this morning it's been moved off to the side not showing a roadblock here either but another one this is i-10 eastbound uh, at mile marker five, uh, take another look at Johnson and Jernigan showing an accident, but again, no roadblock there and then no roadblock, but uh, watch for emergency crews all over at Davis Highway right in front of West Florida Hospital. Uh, certainly, if you have an accident or a traffic tip, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mayor uh, D.C. Reeves. You know, one of the things that you talked quite a bit about yesterday, and I'm a, I love this idea, is uh, turning uh, Plaza Ferdinand into a usable 
space where the Palafox Market South basically can set up camp with the, what, 50 or so vendor waiting list that they've got. Question, though, is if you look at the Martin Luther King Jr. Plaza, uh, I think we'd have to agree that um, it's not robust and green the way it maybe once was. Is there a concern that if you put a marketplace into Plaza Ferdinand that you might not also lose the grassy areas there same way? Yeah, we've we have been, um, I would say, uh, you know, quite meticulous in terms of uh, trying to see any blind spots that we have here, including, uh, you know, the, the tree canopy that we have that's been there a long time and is beautiful. And, um, you know, how we continue to, you know, still make sure we're not losing sight of recognizing um, this as a historic place, a very historic place in the city. Um, so, you know, our, our arborist has been out there. Our Parks and Rec Department has been out there. I mean, you know, there's probably already some improvements um, that need to happen even with with uh, some turf and some, uh, you know, day-to-day kind of operations as it is. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day with Plaza Ferdinand, if you can get a triple win in my mind, which is cultivate and grow small business, which, I, you know, of course is – you know, close to my heart, and, right? Uh, where I've, where my, uh, where I come from, I guess. Um, but you know, to give people the ability to make a living and start to grow a business, and when we have that opportunity, I think is, you know, important. And you know, I think the second part of that is understand that the that the revenue that the DIB collects for this Palafox market, as they do with MLK Plaza, is money that goes back in uh, to that park itself. So you know, no no quicker way. Uh, to, you know, be able to build revenue. And at the end of the day, you know, we have a park that's in the heart of our downtown that, based on ordinance, is very, very passive. So we get to look at it, but we don't really get – no one is really allowed to experience it. So um, I've kind of treated this in my mind like a pilot project. You know, we're going to learn things, right? Yeah. I I walked it, for example, and we had talked about a – maybe on this piece of sidewalk we should only have booths on one side, not the other, so it's not too congested. You know, we're going to work through those little things. But I do think we've, you know, got to get in traffic on on our ability, you know. And this is this is really five hours a week is what we're talking about. So we feel pretty comfortable that it's not going to be taking that day to day wear and tear that that would affect anything. But j- please understand, you know, anybody that has any concerns about it, we are all gonna, we're going to be monitoring that very very closely as we start to see this thing get off the ground. And I loved your talking about how Tenny Day Broaden had said it used to be a Spanish market way 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 back in the day and we're just bringing forward its historical use to today. I love that aspect of it. Um quick question for you. I think this is the kind of thing that either the city already does and if we don't it's something that you would uh, agree is a good thing to do. We were having a conversation the other day about a um a bidding decision in Santa Rosa County where they decided to go with the second low bid because they believe that the lowest bidder had done poor quality work on a previous project. And it raised to me the immediate question of, it seems like any time you hire somebody to do work for a municipality, there ought to be an after-action evaluation that says whether it was good or not, and then maybe if it's a big project a year or two down the road to see if the work held up, so that you really have grades for companies and you can look at that in your decision about to whom to award bids and contracts. A, does the city do that? And B, if they don't, does that make sense to you to start doing? I'm not aware in terms of the city. I'm not aware that we do that. Uh, but what, conceptually, what you're talking about, I absolutely agree. As you can imagine, coming from the private sector, yeah, rarely did I make my decision on a vendor. Rarely, but because of a nominal difference in cost. Uh, you know, right. I want someone that can make sure that they do it right. 
or if something goes wrong, I can get them on the phone. You know, so you have to think about that. You know, what would we do, right? I mean, and so government is, of course, you know, you want to be transparent, and this is the this is taxpayer money, and you you have to respect that. But if doing something for ten percent cheaper and then having twice as many problems, it, is that really being a good steward of taxpayer money? You know, I mean, I, we can make a case. It's just difficult when when you have the the RFP process and and procure procurement and all these different things, which are very necessary, right. you know, but the unintended consequence is to award the lowest bid. And, and look, understand bidders know that. I mean, what can happen sometimes is you come in as a low bid and then all of a sudden you get a couple months down the road and there's change orders and there's unexpected costs. You know, there's another side to this competitively that, that puts the city at a disadvantage as well, right. you know, and so um, it is a difficult situation to navigate. We want to be responsible with taxpayer dollars. But again, if quality isn't considered at all and it's only cost, are we being responsible with taxpayer dollars? Right. The and, same that, way and, we that, would want and that was our dollars that was the pay. whole point. And I thought maybe this would be a way to help, you know, chip away at that challenge of making sure that we're getting quality and not just cheap uh, products or services in the process. All right. Time for the uh, the lightning round. Where we ask you silly, ridiculous, uh, quick questions. Uh, when you're getting ready to go out the door in the morning, sock, sock, shoe, shoe or sock, shoe, sock, shoe. For DC Reeves, um, I can I say I keep people on their toes. Uh, uh, for this, uh, <laughs> uh, nice. I, I switch it up all the time. I it just it just <laughs> depends on depends on the day and if I've had coffee. Yet. You're a lateral thinking practitioner. I love that. Um, do you instinctively know your left from your right, or do you have a mechanism where you have to check to double check to make sure you've got it right? Like the like the two hands in the like air, the like L, the L, the, the, yeah. Or do, I, the backwards L. Do you instantly know left from right, uh, or is there some mechanism? Uh, I think I inst- I've got it. You know, after thirty eight years, I think I've got it covered for the All most right. part. Um, but you know, now that I have an eight year old putting both hands up, then now <laughs> I even double check myself now when I see her do it. So. Well, look, you know, my wife has a mechanism, and about half of all people have a mechanism. It's not instinctive for everybody, which I think is fascinating. Uh, last one uh-huh. is. Did you, like a little kid, go out and try to look at the green comet and get disappointed at the pea soup sky in Pensacola, or did you just think, nah. Yeah, you know, if I remember to go look at that stuff, uh, <laughs> then then I, I I'm fascinated by it. I, I went and saw the path of totality during the eclipse. You know, whatever oh, yeah, few years yeah. ago out in Oregon, that was cool. Um, but uh, I, you know, someone's got to tap me on the shoulder. You know, like five seconds before to make sure I'm keeping track, but. I, I will tell you, you know, I'm heading to Boston this weekend, and it's going to be the coldest day in five years in Boston. So oh, uh, it'll you. be the coldest I've ever been in my life if we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, nature, uh, mother nature. I got gotcha. you. Not necessarily looking forward to that. Oh, that's right, because you're headed to Harvard, right? First of two uh, in, uh, events, you're going to Harvard? Yep, we're going to Harvard, and then, yeah, I think Friday it's like negative seven uh, or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> well, if I, if bundle I, uh, up. Have frozen, fun. Hey, real quick, will you steal me a Harvard napkin? Oh, nice callback. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I'll, yes. uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to buy all my friends T-shirts, you know, from the bookstore so they can <laughs> act like they're students. Third oldest city in the United States. All right, uh, DC, th- <laughs> thanks so much for the time, sir, as always. Have a safe trip. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys, thanks. 7.53 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. This is Pastor Carl Gallops of the Hickory Hammock Baptist Church here in Milton. If you're looking for a church family that is truly amazing, let me invite you to come and worship with us this Sunday. Here's what you'll find. A church whose doors are open to all people wishing to worship and serve the Lord. 
You'll find a church where the exaltation of Jesus and the accurate preaching and teaching of the contextual Word of God is the centerpiece. You'll find a consistently solid, peaceful, and friendly family of multiplied hundreds of people. You'll find dynamic, spirit-filled worship services, youth ministries, children's ministries, senior adult ministries, men and women's ministries, praise teams, choirs, ensembles, and drama ministries, plenty of opportunity for Bible study and guidance for your Christian life. In other words, when you and your family get up on Sunday mornings from now on, you'll say, oh good, it's time to go to church. For directions and worship service times, look us up in the phone book or call the church office at 623-8959 or visit us on the web at www.hickoryhammockbaptist.org. And then we'll see you Sunday. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters, today on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be discussing events coming up this month. Valentine's Day dinner, Atlas Beverage Class, Venetian Carnival Supper Club at Angelina's, dinner and an aria at Jackson's Steakhouse, and Pensacon. That's all today at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. When it comes to precious metals, there's only one place to consider, and that is Emerald Coast Coins. They're the local leader in dealing with coins and jewelry. Gold, silver, diamonds, and sterling silver. Emerald Coast Coins buys, sells, and trades. And for the past 15 years, customers from all over the Gulf Coast have trusted Emerald Coast Coins for the best estimates and prices in town. Stop in today. They're on Creighton Road, right across from Tom Thumb. Emerald Coast Coins. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. All right, we're a little bit late. I apologize for that. It's my fault. I get to talking with DC and lose track of time. Candy's got traffic on the fives. That's right, my napkin stealing buddy, DC <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> so, no, I wasn't kidding, sir. Uh, as we take a look around, uh, good news is we're not showing any roadblocks, but we are showing a bunch of accidents this morning. Some heavy fog in the area. Davis Highway, this is just in front of West uh, Florida Hospital. Looks like an accident, but no roadblock. A lot of the stuff's been cleaned away. I 10 eastbound and westbound is now flowing smoothly in Mobile Highway and Pine Forest, showing an accident with no roadblock this morning. Four three. 1620. You can text me. You have traffic tips. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. David Wayne's got our headlines in the newsroom. David. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley set to launch her 2024 presidential campaign. Fox News has confirmed Haley will be formally declaring her bid for the White House at an event in Charleston later this month. Reverend Al Sharpton eulogizing Tyree Nichols today during his funeral in Memphis. Uh, that funeral also, also featuring a call to action by family attorney Ben Crump and Tom Brady today announcing his retirement from football. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. And <laughs> very straight into the point. Uh, his last game was lost to the Cowboys uh, during wild card weekend in Tampa. 
All right. No, I uh, I think we just got in the official theme music of the Tom Brady retirement ceremony. Then put your little hand in Over and over and over again. <laughs> You're like nice. Brett Favre, babe. <laughs> We've got Brett Favre, babe. All right. <laughs> thanks so much, Brett David. Favre. Oh, this is kind of interesting. David, thanks so much for the update. This is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Nikki Haley, uh, If she was, God, what was her position? I was just trying to look it up real quick. Um, she was ambassador to the U.N. for President Trump. Remember? Right. She was ambassador to the U.N. for President Trump. And so the question now I'm wondering, is President Trump, former President Trump, going to claim that she's also being disloyal? No, he said that he encouraged her to do it. What? Mm -hmm. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. I don't know if that's true or not. So DeSantis is disloyal, but Nikki Haley is he encouraged her to run. He said Stop that. It. I don't Come know on. if that's true or not. But. It's just whatever. <laughs> just just no. leave it at that. Oh, meanwhile, there's a woman who allegedly, uh, she worked in the, like, the procurement office at the school district in Illinois. And over the course of a couple of years, she stole a million and a half dollars in chicken wings. I am in the wrong she business. She would order twenty and $30,000 worth of chicken wings, and it's still not clear what she would do with them. But after my own heart. A million and a half dollars in chicken wings. It's like four. Local right? talk in the <laughs> afternoon with Bobby Rossi. Four till seven is on News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Investigators continue looking into two fatal shootings here in Escambia County. This week, also, a Navarre man arrested on drug charges after being recognized at Taco Bell. Those stories and more. After this update from Fox.